you find a lot of guys like, ooh, meal ticket. She can take care of me. No, thank you. And other guys that are just like, they just act very threatened. I wanted a guy that respected what I did and respected where I was in my life. And he certainly does that. He thinks it's great. He thinks it's great that I'm a business owner like him. It just tickles him pink. This is episode number 500. Woo! Celebrations. <laughs> we are uh, going to be talking to Annalena and talking about how she found love online. So exciting to hear a story of hope and inspiration and Hopefully people who are listening who have given up with online dating or given up on dating altogether will be inspired by Annalena's story. Hi everybody, I'm Sandy Weiner. Welcome back to Last First Date Radio where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date. And if you would like some support on your journey to lasting love, I have tons of courses on my website. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, I will have probably launched my communications course, my boundaries program, all kinds of programs. And I also have a book out that came out during the pandemic. It's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. And it's filled with 30 chapters. Each chapter has a tip and a story and an exercise designed to help you step more fully into your value. We share all kinds of ways to build your core confidence, and you can find it on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. This week's tip from the book is step 30, the last chapter, and it is, if you want something, ask for it. We spend so much time not asking for what we want, and we hope that somebody's going to know that we want it, right? Annalena's shaking her head. And it's uh, it's it's amazing, like you, you don't get the things that you don't ask for. And I, I just this morning, I had gotten a package delivered from Amazon. It was not expensive, but it was packages of rice wrappers. I'm going to be making delicious spring rolls. And I opened it up and one of the bags had split and crumbled. All the rice wrappers fell out on my floor and I was not happy. So the, the company did not offer returns, but I contacted Amazon and they immediately refunded my full fee. If I hadn't asked for it, I wouldn't have gotten it. So whether it's a refund from Amazon or something to do with your love life or your work life, my challenge to you this week is go out and ask for it. And before I bring Annalena on, I just want to uh, invite you all to join my Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. That's where Annalena and I first met. It's a group filled with wonderful women, just like Annalena, who are over 40. Most of them are over 40. And they are either dating, looking for dates, thinking about dating, or they're in relationships. And some of them have even gotten married while they've been in the group and have stayed on because there is so much support there. So I invite you to join your last first date. And, and now for my guest, Annalena. She was a member of both my Your Last First Date group and my course, How to Find Love Online During the Pandemic. That uh, remind remind me when you signed up for the course, Annalena. It would have been December of 19, I guess. I, oh, 2019. I, oh, 2020. I immediately after the class, and we met at the yeah. end of January a year ago. Oh, okay. I so, didn't realize oh, that was... So, when did... Didn't the 20, pandemic start in 2020? 20. December of 20. 
Okay. I'm like getting totally confused. I'm like, I was, I had a premonition. There was going to be a pandemic in 2020 and I had a course the year before. (laughs) So you were at the end of 2020 and now you've known him for a year. Yes. Spoiler alert. Annalena found this amazing guy right after the course. So tell us a little bit about where you were when you signed up for the course. I was widowed almost seven years ago. And my husband and I actually met on Match.com in 1995, which I believe is the year that Match.com actually came into existence. So we met before pictures, before all the crazy scammers and all that. It was a fairly easy process. We lived in the same town, had never run into each other. And we met, dated for nine months. He popped a question. And nine months after that, we got married. He got sick, he got cancer, and he passed away. And I had just turned 50 um, when he passed away. That was a tough time. I had young kids at home, well, preteens and teenagers. I didn't think, if you'd asked me then, or even a year after I got, uh, you know, after I was widowed, if you'd asked me if I would find someone else, I would have told you, no, I'm done with men. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go down that road again. I had a super happy marriage and uh, I got lucky. I just got lucky because I sure as heck didn't know what I was looking for. My parents didn't give me any of the tools that they should have given me. And so I'm, I'm giving my children the tools. I'm giving both my boys and girls the tools and also other things like what, what you shouldn't put up with and things like that, you know. And uh, I had a couple of bad relationships in my past. Then I started dating after about two years. I felt lonely and I started dating. And boy, did I date, you know, Match, POF, uh, Tinder, all of them, you know, wherever I could get a date. But it was never, it was never good. I did have one short relationship, but it, it ended badly. You know, fast forward to, December of of 2020 and things were really hard you know nobody was hardly dating and stuff I was just really discouraged I was 56 just desperately didn't want to be alone for the rest of my life but didn't want to be desperate to find someone I've met lots of guys that I could probably have a relationship with but they weren't it I, I don't know if that makes sense there was always some deal breakers or something I didn't really understand the dynamics. And then a friend of mine, actually a friend of a friend that I had touched base with on Facebook told me about your group. And I joined and I started reading. And when I saw about your class, I'm like, oh, I need to take this class. I learned so much from you about deal breakers and you know, non-negotiables and it just, it just really cemented everything for me. I also learned that I was doing the online dating all incorrect. Um, I was letting, I was thinking the guys were going to chase me, you know, cause that's a man is supposed to chase a woman, right? You don't, you don't, as a woman, you don't say, Hey, I'd love, I'd love a second date if you think that's cool. Or you don't put out there what you will and won't put up with. And so I learned all that from you and I revamped my uh, profile online. I got an I got a, a ping or whatever you know a like from from Pete. 
he had this dark, awful picture. I'm like, I can't even tell, you know, and, but I liked his profile. But previously, and also, and he was an inch shorter than me. I'm almost six foot, so <laughs> I wanted tall guys. Before your class, I would have just swiped right by him. I would not have answered his email or his text or, well, what is it, email, I guess, message. I answered him. We had some good texting back and forth. He was respectful. He didn't launch, launch into any sex talk or even pseudo, you know, hints of it. He was a very respectful man. And um, I think we we messaged back and forth a little bit about our lives for a day or two when he asked me out to dinner. Not coffee, actual dinner. <laughs> so that was nice too. We met and I really liked him. But I couldn't tell if he liked me. It was weird. And it, there was no hug at the end of the date or anything. He was very reserved. But we talked a lot and we talked business, which is kind of silly, right? But we both run our own businesses. So, you know, you talk about what you know, I guess. And his youngest son is only... Um, a year younger than my youngest. So that worked out well, because I didn't want somebody with little kids in the house. I now had my list of what I was looking for, what my non-negotiables were, you know, all that stuff. And he ticked off every box. And then he asked me out right away, like that night. He's like, would you like to go out again in two days? You know, and kept asking me out every two days. I let him lead on that because for me, it's important to see if they have real interest. And with him, at keep you know, he kept asking me, and I gave him affirmations. You know, I said the right things to him. I'm enjoying myself. I'd love to see you again. This is great. And then, you know, after a while, I started planning some of the dates too. And we were seeing each other three, four times a week. Just a few weeks later, he asked me, uh, well, no, he, he didn't ask me. He said, I've turned off my dating profile online or deleted it actually I think he said he's I'm not expecting you to I said no I want to and I, I did the same thing and so that was I guess our exclusive talk you know and um yeah I mean we've just been together ever since oh, what a great story well there's a lot to unpack here so yes <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sharing that and uh, let's go back to you know, you found, you found your husband on mm -hmm. Match, which was amazing because yeah. you were one of the earliest users yes. and it clicked right away. So you didn't have a lot of dates and you didn't do, you know, you weren't immersed in the dating world that we have today, no. which is a lot he was more my complex. Only date. He was your only date. <laughs> and I date. talked to two people total on there. <laughs> so that was amazing. And, yeah. and it was a great marriage. And unfortunately, yeah. he had cancer and passed away. And that, yeah. that had to be devastating. And I think yes. a lot of people listening who are widowed are, you know, can commiserate that you don't think mm -hmm. you'll ever find love again, or you don't even have the desire in the beginning. And it's, it's hard to match a fabulous relationship. Yeah. when you're grieving and you're a mom and you have your own business and there's yeah. so much going on. So yeah. who has the energy and the bandwidth to date, mm -hmm. but then you got lonely. You started to really miss companionship, right? So how, how much after he passed did, did you start dating? At about 18 months, I started feeling 
restless and wanting that. And I slowly looked into doing online dating again because it worked so great the first time, right? Except it was a whole different animal. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So what what was the biggest change in the new world of dating? Well, I mean, you know, there's so many people on there and the whole swipe left mentality, swipe right, swipe left. Nobody looks at anything but the pictures and the massive amount of scammers on there. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that every other profile is a fake. It takes time. It takes a lot of, it's like having another job if you really <laughs> want to get serious about meeting somebody. You know, there's this abundance of men, but you don't know what's real. You don't know. It, it was just extremely different. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely a different landscape. So part of it is the volume and part is you don't know who's real. You don't know who's not. I would say the majority of people are real that Mm -hmm. I have encountered, but you do have to be cautious. And especially if you're widowed, because a lot of scammers will target widows because they want, they want your money and they want your vulnerability and they feel like, you know, they're going to be so trustworthy, trusting, not trustworthy. Um, And a lot of people do fall for people who know how to mirror them and say Mm -hmm. all the right words. So the good thing is you were savvy enough to know that. And there is this thing called the paradox of choice that we have too much choice. We actually can't choose and so you know the same thing happens if you're renovating your kitchen and you Mm -hmm. have to choose from 18 different cabinets and so so a good designer is going to give you three you know here's choose from these let's narrow it down and the same thing with online dating it's like if you join 20 different sites and you're on all the time you're going to probably burn out and Mm -hmm. not be able to choose so you you have you were struggling with this then you found you found my group you start reading things then here's this here's this program yeah so the program was I started this course during the pandemic I realized there were so many questions that people were having about should I date at all I don't know how to date it's the pandemic we can't meet in person what do we do And while a lot of people were seeing obstacles, I was seeing opportunities because we could actually get to know people, which was the problem with all the swiping. Yeah. Can't get to know anybody. Nobody really is paying any attention to the human behind the picture. And here we don't have the opportunity to meet. So we we could get to know each other by video chat and by phone, and we can take sex off the table. We can take who pays on a first date off the table. We can take a lot of things off the table and we can be really creative and get back to connection, which is one of the things that I taught. So I I gave this course probably five times during the pandemic. And then we all thought pandemic was ending. And (laughs) so (laughs) here we are as we're taping this, we're back in the throes of, of a lot of people are in lockdown and, And people are just trying to really protect themselves from getting sick again. And so we're back to square one. And so people are back to how do I date? And so there were some key things that you said you were doing wrong. And one of them, I know that you were looking for men who were taller than you. You mentioned that Pete is an inch shorter. So you used to not even pay attention to any man who was under six feet or six one. A little shorter and a little younger. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) 
<laughs> so broadening the, you know, the, the parameters within which you dated was huge, you know, and you also mentioned that you never initiated anything like you waited for men to do all the initiation yes. online. And so wh what did you learn was the downside of doing that? I'm guessing that even the good guys just gave up. You know, most of them just, you have such a short exchange with a ton of guys online and then it just, you don't, you know, they don't text you, you don't text them or whatever message. Um, you have to be more engaging, you know, or else even the good guys are gonna not, they're not gonna have anything to work with. Before I met my husband, Curtis, I stumbled into an abusive relationship and I mean, because I didn't know any of the red flags. I didn't know. And I feel like these are tools that I should have learned in my childhood. You know, but I think a lot of us don't. No, we don't. You know, um, I was taught, you know, about the birds and the bees and that was it. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. A, lot of, a yeah. lot of people are not taught that. And my and parents were, on all accounts, they were happy. I never, they never once fought in front of us or anything like that. So I learned nothing from watching them. I would even argue to say that not arguing in front of children is not always a good thing. No, it's often it's a bad thing because we don't really know what's happening. We're often avoiding conversations. Yes. And the the most, I would say the healthiest couples know how to argue well, because you're going to have disagreements. I mean, yes, with another you person need to teach the kids how to argue in a constructive manner. Or right. Disagree, maybe not argue, but yeah, absolutely. Be kind, be connected, yes. be assertive. You know, these yeah. are all things that I teach because I wasn't taught that either. Right. And so, yeah, our parents were doing the best they could, but they had yeah. no idea how to how to model no. for us and how to mm -hmm. teach us. And so I remember coming out of my divorce with all these books about how to recognize people who are emotionally unsafe for you. Yeah. Because yeah. I had no clue. Like yeah. you, I didn't know what a red flag was because I always thought, well, you just give people lots of chances, right? And you just, you give people the benefit of the doubt and yeah. you have to know like, what is, what is yeah. something that's a true red flag and what's something that you want to get curious about and mm -hmm. really find out who they really are. And I mean, I, I now have incredible radar because I've been doing this for a long time, but like I, I had a phone conversation with a man from one of the dating apps. And what I've learned is to ask questions like, what do you like about the work you do? You know, cause you want to know like what motivates somebody, what, yeah. what makes them get up in the morning. I wouldn't have known that years ago. I wouldn't have known to ask questions. I wouldn't have known what a red flag looked like if I tripped over it. And the reason is that when we don't grow up with these things, we often have these like fuzzy, fuzzy boundaries, fuzzy lines in the sand. Absolutely. I so, learned a big lesson about lines, you know, boundaries when um, I was with the abusive guy. It's like, I wouldn't say it's just women. I think men will do this too. We have these lines, you know, don't, this is my boundary. Don't cross it. And then we're, we're in love and we're with them and it's better than being alone. And so when they cross your boundary, it's like, especially if they apologize and own it, right? No, it'll never happen again. So 
what we just did there is we moved our line or our boundary. And then now it's in a different place. And then, oops, they cross it again. And it's like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. And you accept that and you, and you go on in the relationship. You just moved your line again. And so it's like they, it's like they eat away at that line or that, those boundaries till all of a sudden you're in a place you're like, what am I doing? You know, this is not me. This is crazy. Right. So you lose so who I you learned, are. I learned yeah. about that. Mm, such an important lesson. Yeah. And I like the way you described it as the line keeps moving. Yeah. As the line moves, it gets closer and closer to what they want and not what you exactly. want. Exactly. If, yeah. if you let them violate that boundary, you basically moved it. Yeah. And so yeah. we have to take responsibility for not yeah, being absolutely. true to ourselves, which mm -hmm. is such a big part of the coaching that I do. It's helping yeah. women really take themselves seriously and, and know what their bottom line is. And when you do that, you can be kind and open hearted to other people because you're protecting what's important yeah. to you first. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. Plus, you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices. Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. Just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. Let's talk about Pete. And <laughs> so he, you know, you guys meet, this happens yeah. really fast, uh, yeah. but you had clarity. You had clarity about what do I need? I what, what was really important to me, right? So that line was really clear mm -hmm. and yeah. he ticked off the boxes. So I want to emphasize for anybody listening, this guy did not have great pictures and we often will totally dismiss somebody without great pictures. He was shorter. He was younger. He did not fit the old list, but he fit the new list because he had the character traits that you were looking yeah. for, right? So yeah, what exactly. are some of those things on your must-have list? Well, I wanted a man that was respectful and um, a man that listened to me and <laughs> I wanted a man that wasn't intimidated by me. I have a lot going on. Um, I have worked very hard in my life and I retired at age 40 because I didn't have to work. And uh, so I, I still have a business because I got bored, but a lot of guys are um, intimidated by women, strong women that have done well for themselves and that they, they don't need a man. I could certainly live my whole life without having a man pay for anything. You find a lot of guys like, ooh, meal ticket. She can take care of me. No, thank you. And other guys that are just like, they just act very threatened. I wanted a guy that respected what I did and respected where I was in my life. And he certainly does that. He thinks it's great. He thinks it's great that I'm a business owner like him. It just tickles him pink. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. 
I think that a lot of, and, and again, like strong, successful women often feel that they won't meet a man that will yep. not be intimidated because yep. there's this belief that um, either I have to dumb myself down and mm -hmm. be something I'm not for someone mm -hmm. because yep. otherwise I'll be too much. Yeah. And, I've done that. You know, I've done that um, on dates, you know, like, eh, you know, just you don't disclose all of it because they're going to think you're too much. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you don't want to only focus on your business, right? He didn't just, he didn't fall in love with you only because you ran your business. He fell yeah, in love with yeah. you because of no. who you are as a woman, as a person, as a par partner to him, right? So what are the qualities that you bring to his life? <laughs> That's a good question. I haven't thought about that. I know that he trusts me. There was trust issues in his marriage. Big, big, I don't want to go into detail because of his privacy, but there were some big problems with trust and stuff like that. And so he, he trusts me and I've never given him a reason not to. And we're very compatible. Um, you know, can we talk about sex? Yeah. Okay. About sex. <laughs> I don't know if that was, if you do that. <laughs> we waited about seven weeks and he invited me away for a weekend and we knew that's what we wanted to do, but we didn't want it to get in the way right away because it's like you hop into bed with somebody and you get all those hormones and oxytocin and all that stuff. And, and, you know, all of a sudden you have these glasses on where you can't see the red flags and all that. So we waited and we, Keep in mind, we spent like every other day on a date. So we knew each other fairly well by seven weeks. And we went away and we discovered we're just super compatible in bed, which is really nice. I love that. Well, yeah. I like that you waited too. I think yes. that a lot of people feel pressure to have sex yep. early on. And mm -hmm. it sounds like super rational. You wanted to really know each other and yeah. not have those uh those rose-colored glasses that that completely blind you yeah. to any red flags and it sounds like it was just it flows and i think what it what does, people yeah. you know when you when you look in our group and you see questions from people like it's they're working so hard to wonder what the guy thinks of them or why isn't he calling me and it's just with somebody who cares about you, you're not sitting there wondering. You're not no. you're not working so hard to communicate and you know figuring him out or him mm -hmm. figuring you out. Like you know each other well. It sounds like you both came to the table with a sense of self, which is yeah. also really important. Yes, it is. Knowing what you wanted, knowing who you were, knowing how to communicate. How's the communication between the two of you? Okay, so this is really funny. He told me right away that communication was really important to him and he wouldn't date somebody that wasn't willing to communicate because he'd had that problem before. So <laughs> if, I, if I'm wondering about something, if you said something or did something and you know, if I have any questions, I said, okay, so, hey, Pete, here I am communicating with you. <laughs> and we both laugh and I say, I have a question about X, Y, and Z, you know, or, why did you do that? Or, you know, can you explain? Can you explain to me what you're thinking is behind what happened yesterday? And, you know, everybody says you have to get that first fight out of the way. We haven't had a single fight yet. 
<laughs> so I don't know what that says, but <laughs> we've been, a, I mean, we've been a little upset and we disagree on some things, you know, um, we're not the same, exactly the same area politically, for example, but there's so many other things. And I love a good political discussion, him not so much. So, but we talk about it a little bit. I don't think that he nurses anything. I think he speaks up too. And so that's funny that you'd bring up communication because that's the first thing he said, you know? Uh-huh. Well, it is one of the most important foundations of a healthy yes. relationship. So I love that he talked about that. I mean, somebody who's had trust issues in the past definitely yeah. needs to be able to communicate in a healthy yeah. way. Yeah. And for you not having grown up with a good model for how to handle disagreements, yes, you're handling these disagreements really well because you're not letting them fester. Both of you are not. And that's, well, that's one I- of the keys. Yeah, I get all in my head and I'll hash it out with two girlfriends. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I just need to ask him. And so, you know, I do, but I kind of make a joke out of it. Here's me communicating, you know, (laughs) and he thinks that's funny. We're not, um, another way we're super compatible is we're not romantic, not neither one of us. We're very pragmatic, I guess, Uh very straightforward and it works for us, you know? (laughs) <laughs> right. So the problem would be if one of you was romantic and the other totally wasn't into it, then yeah. one person might always feel a deficit or a loss. Yeah. And so that's, that's wonderful. I mean, I think that, you know, hashing it out with your girlfriends. And again, I think a lot of people think you just have to have these fantastic communication skills and they always have to be in order and it all yeah. has to be perfect when you talk things out with friends, you really can get some clarity around it, you know, and I've had struggles even with my children that I've talked out with friends. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you want to be kind when you communicate. One of my uh, kids went off to college um, last fall and immediately came out as trans and I had no idea. Wow. And I'm fine with it, but you know, just the initial, whoa, you know, it just, it blew me away. And how, how do I deal with this? What am I supposed to do? And I've always been an ally, you know, so it, it's, it's not that it was a problem that my child was trans. It was just like, wow, how does this affect everything in our family, our dynamics, our, you know, their whole life, you know, you're in a boy's dorm, but now you're a girl, how's that gonna work? You know, I was like, I made way bigger problems in my head than it turned out to be because everybody's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, which is great, right? The school's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> but you but have to process, it's a lot Pete to process. was there. Yeah. And talk through it with me every step of the way because I basically just again I'm very pragmatic I'm like okay so guess what Pete this just happened in my life I just told him the whole thing and he said okay well doesn't really change anything does it I mean still the same kid I said that's the perfect answer right there any man that would have had an issue with that and I didn't think he would because he's never said anything that would indicate that. But any man that would have an issue with that, that'd be a deal breaker, right? Because it's my child. 
Yeah, it's your child. And it says a lot about him that he can handle crisis yes. beautifully. And and he feels the same way about the subject that I do. It's We kind of have an ongoing um, joke amongst the two of us because we keep finding things that we feel the same about or or we are the same and all that. And we just keep joking, you know, and even my girlfriends have joked, they're like, you're dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to say, yeah, it's working out pretty good. So, you know, what can I say? We have so much in common. And one other thing too, is that my dad passed away two years ago and I was very, very close with him. I've lo I lost my mom at 95, so it's been a long time, but uh, my dad and I were very close. And I have said to my girlfriends, you know, that the longer I know Pete, the more he reminds me of my dad and also my late husband. And that's a good thing, wow. you know, so I obviously have a type. <laughs> yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about that because I think mm -hmm. a lot of people think that they belong with their clones and there is, there are different types of clones. And so yeah. there are clones that actually would be bad for you, you know, yeah. where you're too much alike in your habits and your personality, as opposed to what you're sharing with me. And this is my take on it and tell me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, but it sounds like your worldview on many things is similar and yes. how you see the world. And so to me, the compatibility of worldview is the most important compatibility. I, I have this operating manual. Did I give that out at the course where you have to fill out your operating I manual? I don't think I did that. So I give this to clients and it, it, it outlines the three core key areas of compatibility. Mm -hmm. The first one is the practical day-to-day. -day. So you eat similarly, you have similar schedules, you have, you both like the same kind of weather, uh, you know, just the day-to-day the -day stuff. And if you have a lot of similarities there, that helps. If you have a lot of dissimilarities, it can get in the way, but it's not exactly. the most important thing. Like right, if you're, right. if you're a vegan, he's a meat eater and you're not morally opposed to somebody eating meat, yeah. That could work. Mm -hmm. So the next area is worldview. So the worldview is, is your spiritual commitments, your, the way you look at miracles, the world, God, the universe, politics, all the, the stuff that happens in life and, mm -hmm. you know, how, how you look at people of color, people who are gay, trans, this is part of worldview. You know, yes. all of that, how we handle people who are different from us. And then the last category is sex. And again, it's not, we don't have to both have, you know, incredible sexual appetites. We have to have similar ones and we have yes, to be exactly. compatible sexually. Yeah. So if you're with somebody who wants sex once a month and you're the same, it works. Mm -hmm. If you one want sex every day and he wants it once a month, that's not going to work. No, no, right. So knowing, knowing these core areas of compatibility is really important. And to me, worldview is everything. Like you can yeah. even, you could be the same religion and have a completely different worldview sure. of that religion and mm -hmm. it won't work. So I, I love how lovely this relationship is for you and how um, just knowing, you know, that must have a deal breaker list and 
taking yeah. some of the things off the list that used to be there and opening to who this person was rather than this fixed idea of how he should look, yeah, which was so much more important. Um, it is. Yeah. So I think on date number three, I brought up sex. <laughs> Again, this is asking for what you want. Yeah. In the last couple of years, especially before I met him, I had just, I kept running into guys that were saying, you know, I can't perform, oh. you know, um, and that's the age, right? I mean, I'm 57. So if I'm dating guys my age, you know, that's, you're going to, 50% of all men in their 50s have problems, you know, ED problems, some more than others, but I just kept running into these guys that are like, oh, I can take care of you, but I just can't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, so I, you know, I actually told Pete that I said, you know, I've had, I've run into just, I keep running into guys that, you know, and a lot of men will disclose it on a first date, which is nice of them because, but I also, I did, I went out like on like 10 dates with a guy and, you know, eventually discovered that he was, he was avoiding being alone with me because he was scared that it was going to go there. And I finally just asked him straight out and he told me he couldn't at all. So I'm like, so I told Pete, I said, look, you know, sex is really important to me. You know, I'm still, I still want that, you know, several times a week, please. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, me too. So that was on the table already on the third date but yet we waited because we're fairly like I said we're pragmatic we're a little bit we're kind of planners but we also know what we want like we went out and bought a, a camper a brand new camper together in May last year so it was really only what four months in and my girlfriends were like you did what <laughs> yeah we bought a $20,000 camper you know and split it because He's got kids at his house. I've got kids at my house. And we're just like, hey, let's get a camper so we can go and be private. <laughs> <laughs> and now we, uh, we bought a 12-acre um, a farm. Well, it's land. We're turning it into a farm. The blueprints are in the works. I, you know, I, I drew a sketched out a house and a drafts person is drawing them up. And we just got electric brought to the property. We're in the middle of septic and water, you know, well things and all that. And we're building a house and we're going to move into it together. Ooh, ooh what a happy ending. <laughs> I yeah. love it. So in 18 months or so, hopefully the house will be done. And uh, we're hoping that the kids will all be out <laughs> by then. We don't <laughs> want to move in together with kids in the mix. It's too yeah. much. I still have four in college and two of them are at Way College and two of them are living at home. Mm -hmm. But in a year and a half, they're going to be applying to medical school. Well, they should be going to medical school, school by then. I guess they need to apply sooner than that. So there's no medical schools around here. So they won't be living with me. So I'll be done. And how, how are all the kids accepting of this relationship? <sighs> they love him. They think he's great. Mm -hmm. My most critical child actually said, why don't you just have him move in? Oh. And I was floored. Wow. And I'm like, well, we're not going to do that because we're not going to bring his son in here too. And you know, all that stuff. And, um, but that same child and actually all of them hated my last boyfriend. Mm -hmm. 
so which was really hard yeah so that's wonderful it's yeah obviously so it's, it's not that you know it's there definitely there was a huge difference in how they reacted to the two i love hearing your story annalena and i would love to hear any final words of advice you have for people who want to go on your last on their last first date try to get away from the swiping left and right try to read the bio and see if there's any common ground i know a lot of people don't write a lot if a man uh, contacts you or you can contact a guy if you if you read something that you like be engaging ask questions don't have any real expectations until you meet them and meet them quick don't communicate back and forth forever because you're not gonna know until you meet them then you can say okay I want to I want to explore more with this guy or no the sky, I don't think so. Or maybe you're neutral, so give it another date. Sometimes people are nervous or whatever. Don't pay so much attention to the pictures. I mean, obviously there has to be an attraction, I get that. But you can't really tell from a picture. That's why you have to meet in person as quickly as possible. I really feel that, yeah. And guys said, and I, I already did that before I took your class. Guys that were like dragging it out, and busy or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, next. Yeah. In, let's, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like you said, there are so many people online. Mm -hmm. And if you have an abundance mentality that yeah. we're not just dealing with, you know, these three people and we have mm -hmm. to see if it's going to work. Yeah. But to, to really just kind of drop a lot of those old rules and expectations yeah. and just get right to it yeah. move on don't drag things out you'll know when you meet them you know pretty much it's not doesn't have to be this giant spark no. which often is a real bad thing actually because it can make you blind oh, yeah too. i had that with my ex-boyfriend man mm -hmm. we just we it was hot i mean we just but it was crazy you know yeah so hot and crazy and we don't want <laughs> Pete and I, it's this warm, steady connection. And that's mm -hmm. much better. Yeah. Look for much slow better. and steady. Because it's going to last. We're sure yes. it's going to last. I mean, we're building a house together. We're, mm -hmm. we're in this for forever. Yeah. Both of Which us. is wonderful. Yeah. So slow and steady wins yes. the race. <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of people just, just think it's going to be, I'm going to know the minute I see that person. And you may feel a connection like you did but you won't know until you start to build it. And every few days you're going on dates, you're getting to know this person really exactly. quickly and well. Exactly. Put this sex aside and explore if this is even a man you want to get naked with instead of just doing it because you're feeling hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm decisive. I, I make up my mind quickly, but I'm not impulsive. And that's another thing we have in common, but <laughs> obviously <laughs> with getting a camper and building after only a year of knowing each other, but yeah, don't get to know the person. Yeah. It's amazing how we don't even think about what we're giving before we know a person, you know, people will exactly. open their hearts, open their body, open their wallet, yeah. open their bank account. It's like, yeah. You don't know these people no, and no. you may feel a connection, but that connection can disappear when there's a crisis, you know, and yeah. you found out he's, he's a guy who, who shows up 
he stands yeah. up and he speaks yeah. up. He's he's a, he's a man of value. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're a woman and of value. Another thing I want to say to women, we're getting older, we worry about, you know, flabby skin or, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, things aren't where they used to be. <laughs> um, and whether we're, we're carrying extra weight or not, you know, we worry so much about our appearance. If a guy likes you, he's not going to care because he's probably around your age and he's going to look the same way when his clothes come off. And guys are not, yes, we all hear that guys are very visual, but in my experience, not that I've slept with a bunch of guys, but in my experience, they're just happy. They're just happy that they like you. They're happy. They don't care if you got wrinkles and stuff like that. It's not important. It's not that scary to get undressed with a guy just because, I mean, you know, I was off the market for many years and then all of a sudden I'm dating again. And it's like, uh, <laughs> this body looks very different. I've had six kids. My old, my youngest are triplets. So they're 19. So I had this enormous stomach and I had a little tummy tuck and all that. But, you know, so I had this big old scar. Guys don't care. I've, I've mentioned my scar and guys are like, so what? I'm so glad you mentioned that because we are so hard on ourselves. We And are. we have to let it go. Like a lot of, there are women in our group who will not date because they're not at the weight they want to be. Oh, and it's like, why so are sad. you, it is sad because you're, you're missing out on yeah. life and yeah. you're so much harder on your body than a man ever will be. And yeah. actually, if a man is hard on your body, mm -hmm. he's not the right man. So, you know, it's, it's, and again, that's another reason to wait to have sex because you're building trust, you're building exactly. a relationship and a friendship where yeah. now you know each other. So yeah. it's okay to reveal more both physically and emotionally with somebody that you know, well, yeah. so and men have the same thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, is my body ugly? Am I too wrinkled for her? Yeah. Is she gonna like what she sees? You know, they just wanna they just wanna get naked with someone and, and get that skin skin on skin time, just like we do. And it's right. so it's so valuable, you know, to feel loved that way. Yeah. So don't don't wait. Don't miss out exactly. because of your insecurities. I'm 25 please. pounds overweight. I have been for years. I don't care. I outweigh Pete by probably 20 pounds. And that was one of my old hangups, right? Uh, he needs to be taller than me. He needs to be bigger than me so that I feel like a girl. I've given all that up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I, I really hope that people really take away that they should just let go of a lot of the hangups and- yeah go out there. There are good people out there. You just have to do a little tweaks on your profile, on your mindset, and yeah. you too can go on your last first date. Take your class. It was, you know, you get the credit for this. Thank you. Thank you. Will you get the credit for doing the work? And, and really putting it out there because not everybody does that. Um, I will teach the class again. Right now, I don't have it on the calendar, but I, yeah. I'm going to teach it again because we need it. We need to get yeah. some of these things out there and yeah. uh, to have more people do what you did. 
So thanks again, Annalena, and best of luck with the two of you. Stay healthy, stay safe. Yes, you too. If you are ready to get unstuck, gain new tools, become more empowered, and finally find your last first date, I'd love to talk to you. Fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half-hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. I look forward to talking to you soon.